Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, we featured No Bullshipping with Hope White, one of the incredible shows in our family of live video content. Hope always brings a fresh take on supply chain issues, challenges within the trucking and drayage industry, and this was another episode that you do not want to miss. You can always catch her on the last Friday of every month at 10 a.m. Eastern across all of Let's Talk Supply Chain social media. And it was such a great episode as always. So I hope you enjoyed it. But if you did miss it, you can catch up over on that one in particular at letstalksupplychain.com. You can go to the No Bullshipping playlist on the Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube channel, and you can listen to it wherever you subscribe to the show as it was episode 284. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud, on-prem, and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O dot com today. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, I'm joined by not one, but two technology companies working in the transportation space who often partner together to provide the best results for their customers. And I love that because I always say collaboration is the future of business. Any ideas who they are? Well, I'll reveal it after the poll of the week. So the question that we asked you, what's the best purchase you've ever made for $100 or less? 48% of you said food, 26% of you said tickets, 19% of you said house decor, and then we had a whole bunch of really, really great comments. Boris said LinkedIn premium monthly subscription. Uh, Greg says... uh, concert tickets from music land. Joshua Breeze says a content light, and I can definitely relate to that. Jamie says personal development. Tom says marriage license. And uh, Michael says his bull terrier. Tony says boot driver. 
or boot dryer, which I didn't quite know what that was. <laughs> um, and Brenda says uh, Bon Jovi tickets as well. And uh, we love hearing from you every single Wednesday morning. We do ask a, a question every single week. And thank you so much to everybody who participated this week. So now back to today's podcast and which two leading brands are joining me today? Well, it's Cargo Chief and HubTech. Cargo Chief enables 3PLs and freight brokers to expand their carrier network, gain visibility into real-time pricing, and streamline their processes. And HubTech is a tech-enabled talent and automation solutions provider for transportation companies across North America. Today, Chris, co-founder and VP of customer success at Cargo Chief, and Andrew, chief marketing officer at HubTech, Join me to chat all about their respective companies, what they do, how real-time data is helping to drive down costs, why you need to put a focus on collaboration, and the importance of customer success. Before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Chris and Andrew. Chris, co-founder and VP of customer success at Cargo Chief, is widely the go-to source on all things customer-related marketing and sales. From slinging freight to running a software company, Chris brings his insight and leadership through an unfiltered lens to successfully reform the way brokerages book freight. With his seasoned knowledge from the top 3PLs down to startups, audiences often walk away with practical strategies that help their companies move the needle where it counts using real-world examples. Andrew, who is Chief Marketing Officer at HubTech, has been involved in the transportation industry for over 25 years. Andrew received his Executive MBA in Operational Leadership from Washington University, St. Louis in 2016. Working across operations, sales, marketing, finance, HR, safety, and consulting, Andrew has had the opportunity to touch nearly every aspect of various supply chain organizations, bringing a holistic approach to each new role. At the heart of every role is the desire to support the customer relationship, both internally and externally, in providing value and engagement across the spectrum of stakeholders. So welcome to the show, Chris and Andrew. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you both here today. I moderated a webinar with the two of you not too long ago, and I really enjoyed it. You know, we talked about agility in supply chain, the role of technology, and it was really a timely discussion. I learned a lot. So I'm looking forward to introducing you both to the Let's Talk Supply Chain listeners and doing a bit of a deeper dive into both Cargo Chief and HubTech today. So let's dive in. Let's start with some introductions. Chris, can you tell us who you are and give us an overview of what Cargo Chief does and how you help your customers? Yeah, sure. So I'm Chris Arredondo, uh, co-founder and VP of pretty much everything customer-related here at uh, The Chief. Um, we're a freight tech company. We solve kind of some of the industry's biggest issues uh, through a project and procurement software called C4. Um, when, when I think about issues, it's, it's not just capacity. It's that sporadic capacity. And it's not just uh, inaccurate rates, but the, the volatility of the market and things like that. And then this big thing called data fragmentation. We kind of serve everything up in our project and procurement software, whether it's in deliver solutions, whether it's through automation, uh, intuitive UI, or just, just an easier way to book freight. Awesome. I love that. And Andrew, same question. Who are you and what does HubTech do and how are you serving your customers? 
Absolutely. So I'm Andrew Gullison. I'm Chief Marketing Officer here at HubTech, and we are workforce optimization. Really, as people are, you know, looking to scale, looking to grow, looking to develop, uh, you know, th their organization, uh, kind of offering a three-prong approach of uh, technology, as, as we'll be talking about here, uh, automation software as it relates to, you know, various processes within uh, the load lifecycle. Uh, we offer training and strategy strategy and coaching uh, from that standpoint. And then also we have a, a co-managed talent offering as well, nearshore staffing based down in uh, Latin America. Nice, nice. And I always say, and you can see behind me, uh, the board that says collaboration is the future of business. And so this episode really, you know, excites me because we're bringing two brands together that work together in collaboration and in partnership to really move the industry forward and do what's best for the customer, which I really, really love. And so we're going to dive more into more detail um, later in the show. But can you explain that part? partnership, right? How did you come to work together and how do you team up for your shared customers? Yeah. Uh, so more so from, from our end, we more, more or less a business relationship. We kind of knew HubTech uh, early, early on. I think you guys started with like the, the near shore outsourcing staffing side and, Correct. and we kind of knew them back when uh, one of our other uh, founders here at Carter Chief, Russ Jones, our CEO, uh, we we had a brokerage a long time ago. It was probably like, I don't know, seven years ago. Uh, so <laughs> well, a lo long, long time, long time <laughs> partnership knowing the company. Um, and then I, I think as, as you know, we transitioned to more of a tech company and, and HubTech had solutions too. We kind of started to find solutions that kind of married together HubTech with Tabby and their automation and then us with the kind of the power of, of capacity and pricing. Awesome. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, just sort of bringing those together, as, as you mentioned, you know, kind of new, new Russ from from years ago and, and you know, through TIA and the relationship there. But really, yeah, to see where where we could work together, because we recognize the the value and the people that were a part of, of, of Cargo Chief or the chief. I love how you called it the chief. Um, <laughs> and, and really just being able to bring that together. What can we do to better serve our customers? And, and really identifying, you know, from our automation standpoint and the rate quoting, um, you know, automation for that, and then being able to, to integrate what we do with C4. Um, it just, it makes a lot of sense and, and provides customers with, uh, you know, more sort of pinpointed and, and uh, more accurate uh, solution. I want to talk about the landscape of the industry, but first, can you kind of give us a bit of an example? I know we're going to get into a case study later, but what's an example of somebody that would work with both your system at HubTech and your system at Chief, if I'm okay to say that? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I'll just kind of pick up here. I think it's more like, and Andrew and I and, and Scott over there at HubTech too have talked a lot about this. It's really like when someone's ready to scale. Um and, and that's, you know, when, when someone's ready to scale, that's what really makes for a good product. Because uh, by then you, you've got, you're not dealing with like low customer inertia or, or low buy-in. It, it's, it's like, hey, we're all in this together and right. you're not really worried about every little transaction. It's, it's the whole thing moving forward. So that makes it really easy for just everything to come together. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the broad scope of, you know, what's possible, the opportunities that exist out there that are just not captured based on, you know, time, energy, resources. And again, the two of these together provide that um, access to those opportunities that weren't there before. Amazing. So let's talk about the landscape of the logistics industry right now and some of the challenges, because I think a lot of people are still eagerly awaiting this return to normal that we were all promised, right? What are each of you seeing from your business's perspective? Andrew? So, you know, on that, you know, I kind of look to uh, some some points about the, the supply chain and how the U.S. supply chain gets an F+. Plus. Um, on that because, you know, so, so much has been, you know, hey, we're, gonna, we're working on efficiencies. We're working on, you know, how do we sort of streamline things? But the recognition through COVID and, you know, a, a lot of other challenges is that you've got to be able, it's everything's volatile. Everything's going to change. So, you know, as we talked about before, agility becomes a huge part of that, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to react. And, and if you can be, you know, to, to, prepare for that uh, ahead of time. So again, return to normal. Um, You know, I hate to talk about the new, the newer and the newest normal. Um, (laughs) It's just, it's something that it is, it's, it's dynamic, it's volatile, and you have to be in a position to um, adapt to what's going on. Well, and not too quickly, though, right? Because I think if you onboard, implement, you know, bring things on a little bit too quickly, then mistakes are made, right, Chris? Yeah, uh, I think it's it's too quickly. And when, when customers come to us with feature requests, it's like, I want to put that out there so bad. You don't know. and But it's at some point, it's just a roadmap. It's on the roadmap. It's on the roadmap. And I think okay. that's like the new normal, right? Like it's, I, I think everyone's just got to adapt and adjust. I mean, one thing in not just this industry, but any industry that you can depend on is change. Something's mm-hmm. going to change at some point. And, and for us, it's not, you know, I mean, fuel, for example, like I, you know, I was talking about that probably two, two months ago and that's when gas prices were just crazy and they, they're still pretty crazy, but they've come back down and it's like, gosh, that's, well, this is a new normal again. Right. And, and it's like, same thing with rating when you're pricing out freight, it's like, Price was a big issue two months ago. Mm-hmm. Today, probably not not so much, right? So the right. the weight has shifted a little bit more to to something else. Maybe it's revenue or or whatever it is, and it's like adapting to that as quick as you can, and and just trying to. I, I think to the industry is just before tech recognition. I think what what Andrew was saying, it's been tech has been stuck in the eighties, right? And it, Right. Like I said before, it's taken a eighties. Yeah, it's it's taken like the eighties like, was really long ago. Can we at least use the nineties? Pre internet, pre internet. Okay, there chisel, you go. Chisel and slate, trying to get load statuses. Um, no, so it's taken what ten years in a pandemic to get tracking automated, and like yep. the same thing with technology. Like we just we have to work together. Like competition, mm-hmm. we just got to figure out ways to work together to move the industry forward. Well, and to stay on top of that change, I mean, you you need to partner with the right people. You need to make sure that you trust them and that your roadmaps kind of go together, right? Not only as hub tech and cargo chief, but also both of you and your customers as well. So let's dive deeper in some of the key areas, Um, maybe starting with cost, because over the last couple of years, we've seen the cost of booking freight 
shoot through the roof, right? We pulled our community on LinkedIn and some of the prices for just, you know, containers on ocean shipping, for example, have been eye-watering. And so, Chris, how does Cargo Chief's real-time pricing data work and how does that help protect margins and profits, which what companies are looking for right now? I'll kind of answer that in a, in a couple of ways. It's funny that you say the cost of booking freight because it's not mm-hmm. just the price. It's also the company, the cost per mm-hmm. load. Like uh, if you can't narrow down your cost, your, your P&L sheet down to cost per load, because that's the thing that's driving your business, right. then it's going to be really difficult to understand how much the cost of booking freight actually is. And, and in terms of Cargo Chief and through our platform C4, yes, the pricing engine, how, how that's very impactful and moves the needle is because it's current. It's, it's more of a forecast and prediction of the current market using current data that's flowing through the, the system and the network. And so with that, we're able to process loads as they're being booked. And get, just because they're being booked doesn't mean it's just a load today. You right. also think, think that people are pre-booking. So we process loads somebody's booking freight right now, right? Like as we're talking right now, people are booking loads and thousands of transactions are happening in the network. And with that, it could be for tomorrow, the next day, next week. And our our algorithm's processing that current data to fix where it goes on that pendulum for you to be able to quote better. And I I like to think of the reps on the floor, I guess if you think Chicago model, like carry rep, sales rep, carry reps are the ones in in, uh, charge of protecting the margin. Sales yep. reps are the ones getting it, right? So right. it's like there's that, but then the the automation that that Tabby certainly helps with, and and that pricing, that execution, getting getting it out there quickly. But then C four also on the back end with our uh, digital freight matching side, reducing the cost by you know ninety percent just because the 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 expedited process uh, to getting an option, and and that's really what drives your booking the option that you get from a carrier. Yeah. And it's not just the data, right? It's not just the rates, right? It's the time that it takes to procure all of that. It's the time that it takes that you're spending outside of the platform to do all of that, that you're saving as well. So Andrew, how does that tie into automation? I mean, Chris just sort of talked about what you guys are doing at HubTech, but dive a little bit deeper for me because I still have nightmares about back in the day when I worked in 3PLs, you know, the amount of emails and phone calls I would have to make to secure just one booking. You know, how much time can customers save by automating some of those key communications? And what's the impact on things like staff well-being and satisfaction? Well, I think, I mean, it's a great, great point on that. I mean, really you just, you know, as you break up the, the life cycle of that load, you know, from identifying and finding that freight to begin with, that we get a chance to move it. So using the automation to be able to, to quote that and capture that initially, then you're bringing in, how do you get that into your system? So again, using automation tools to build those particular loads, you know, then it goes out to the team to identify the capacity. And that's where, you know, a C4 can, can really sort of not only speed that up, but help you to be able to kind of use that training data. How do we better serve that for the longer term relationships? So then once that's done, then you can use, uh, you know, automation to, you know, from a track and trace perspective um, mm-hmm. and then ultimately to, you know, from the billing standpoint. So really the, the 
the people within your organization can focus on that relationship development. They can focus on, you know, that important aspect of, of working with the customer and you can remove a lot of those. So it becomes, you know, uh, that peace of peace of mind. You don't have all the data entry work that, that's going on, but the cost reduced significantly. So as, as Chris was talking about, you know, what is your cost per load on that? You reduce a lot of that and your people can really focus on improving culture improving how you do business um, and, and, you know, being face-to-face or, or, you know, screen-to-face with, with customers and really building that relationship. There's also the, the opportunity cost. I think that, that yeah. sometimes people don't consider that automation and, you know, partners like Tabby and HubTech can really help with. It's in, in positioning your, your team on the right priorities where it does take that human intervention. Uh, we, a lot of us didn't just go to college for a piece of paper. Well, we probably did, but not, not to email carriers individually. Right. So let, <laughs> let automation do that. Right. And it's like th- things like that. If you think your opportunity costs like this, this piece, piece of the slice of pizza, like it tastes really good the first time, but second bite, third bite, fourth bite, not so good. So maybe I, transition to like salad or something, right? Something that tastes better. So like if you're thinking of, you know, where you're going to spend your time, like that's how, that's what automation can do. It's not always just what is it going to help me with, but now what do I have time for next? And also freeing up those freight mares that you said you have. Well, I like (laughs) freight mares. You come up with all these great terms. I'm going to have to like, you know, trademark those or Uh, myself. (laughs) But no, I think what it also does is provide confidence, right? The team is confident in the data that they're getting in um, working with people. you know, systems like yours to be able to procure that data, procure the, you know, all those different um, opportunity costs that you were just talking about, right? And feeling confident and going back to the other internal stakeholders. Because it's not just about freight teams. It's not just about supply chain, right? You affect everything from sales to customer experience to marketing, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the other part of this too is that it's not just about the customer. It's also about the carrier, Right. Because the carrier needs to be able to feel like they're part of the process and that they're providing value and that they're getting value back. So, Chris, from your perspective, how can all of that, the data, the automation, the efficiencies help to increase the carrier engagement? And why is that important? Because I know that in the current market, there's a trend around volatility, uncertainty and ambiguity, (laughs) which somebody has coined a term (laughs) V-U-C-A just to cover all of that. So what are your thoughts there? Uh, I, I'd say carriers are, you know, your, your lifeline. I started my industry or my industry, the started my career booking freight. So on the covered side, and they're, they're always going to be like your backbone or your, your lifeline for your business. And yeah, like you, you really got to understand their needs, their wants, their desires, uh, and their, their willingness to work with you. Like what separates your company, your brand away from broker B. Right. And it's like for us on our, our carrier engagement side, like we try to think of more from a marketing perspective, like why, why, why is this carrier going to open my email over somebody else? Like, it doesn't matter what's in the email. If they don't open it, then who cares? And so it's like making sure you don't change that behavior of the carrier is important. Making sure you're not creating friction in that process 
whether it, whether it's like to reach your broker or book a load or negotiate a price, whatever it is, right? Like you, you really got to make sure that you're not changing the behavior and because they're working like this. And so everybody that everybody is right. And it's like, that's really the, the most important thing. And on the other side too, it's like being a human, right? And I think like, that's kind of like when, when you think about the automation, the opportunity cost, like that's where human intervention should, should be building those relationships and business relationships at the same time, making sure you're in tune with their wants, their desires, not just booking a load, but why do you need 1200? Well, my, my tires cost this, my insurance is this. And now you can start to understand like where your carrier, what your carrier's goals are. Is it just to book one load at a time or is it to like really create that triangle and bring them back home every Friday and, you know, something like that. So I think that's, and that, that takes a lot of time and and that's kind of where, where some things are missed a lot. Well, you're also talking about empathy. And I think um, what also helps is data sharing, right? Because if you're able to come to the table and be like, this is what the data is showing me as far as, you know, there's, there's a variety of different data points that it could show. And then the carrier comes to the table and says, this is the data that we're showing. You know, what are we missing? What are the gaps? And that's where data really plays an important role, especially in those conversations and collaboration, right? Yeah, it's a learned experience that gets missed often, very, very, very much so. And like anything you can do with that data, because your your carrier's booking freight regardless if you have a load for them or not. They've right. got an asset, they've got a driver, they got to pay, and they're going to move move it right. And so yeah. like they've probably got much more data than than that broker themselves because they're only giving that carrier a couple loads a week, but that's not yeah. going to keep that carrier running. So mm-hmm. yeah, really understanding like where their corridor is, where what why do they run that corridor? Like, do they have a, their own shipper somewhere giving them those backhauls? And like, that's very, very useful information. If you can start to like strategically take your network, gain market share and take every freight opportunity that comes through the door. And if you've got the network to cover it, you're mitigating the risk. You can book in volume. And like I said, gain market share. Yeah. And I mean, if the capacity is there or not there, you know, they also have choices themselves, too, that you have to recognize. Andrew, you are nodding your head all over the place. I know you want to jump in here. No, well, I mean, just, you know, the kind of the that frictionless experience really for whether it's customers or carriers uh, and finding ways to improve that. Um, finding mm-hmm. ways to, to to kind of bring about that better experience, um, you know. I mean, Chris makes some some phenomenal points about you know that carrier relationship, and and you know if you look at a lot of brokers, so much of that is is that spot market freight where it's a one and done carrier, and if you can really start to use the data that you're collecting to identify those sort of repetitive opportunities where you can build up and yeah. have those relationships and have those conversations about how do we serve you as a carrier. Um, um, how do we get your drivers home? How do we do that? You know, it improves the not only the flexibility when markets do get disrupted because you have these these carrier bases. You're not as you know dependent on you know market the rates just shot up and you just have to deal with them because you're having to. You have mm-hmm. these relationships where you you can actually sort of mitigate a lot of those those cost differentials. 
Yeah, and both sides can become more effective, and then essentially some of those rates might be able to come down, right? Because you're doing things more efficiently. And so you brought up customer success. I mean, there's been a notable shift in market-leading companies towards a focus on customer experience and satisfaction. Chris, you're VP of customer success, and I think that really demonstrates, you know, Cargo Chief's ethos. And then, Andrew, HubTech doesn't just provide labor, right? You're identifying talent, training them, providing state-of-the-art technology to help them, all to help that customer achieve the biggest success. So why is such a strong focus on customer success so important? I mean, is it a key trend to watch? And is it that shared ethos part of what makes your partnership so successful in itself? I think, you know, in regards to customer success is, you know, businesses often make decisions based on what they think or what they believe. And without really talking to the customer and understanding what it is that they they need, again, finding that sort of frictionless or reduced friction experience, I mean, that that's the direction that needs to happen. Customers guide us in terms of where we need to go and 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 how we need to to provide that that particular service and so it needs to their voice needs to be a huge part of of what's going on to make us successful to provide new solutions and and ways to to partner to to move in the right direction and and to be able to continue to grow and and serve them and it becomes this you know very sort of synergistic growth ladder um Mm -hmm. working together with them Chris? Yeah, yeah. I think when when you're two companies like like a partnership like ours, revenue should, shouldn't be the the dominant leader here. It should be making mm. sure the experience is one of a kind. That's what's going to keep people coming back. Like I I ran a, a pizza shop, Papa John's. I was a general manager through college there in uh, my my town, and making sure my experience at my shop was n- far beyond any others was why we kept kept things coming right like it it was we were able to just knock the park out of friday nights because or not knock the ball out of the park because our deals were so good the experience of the not just the pizza not just the pepperoni and the 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 ingredients right like it was everything that we we provided to our customers if you were at a hotel we made sure we brought you paper paper plates napkins cups if you got a two liter and just the whole nine yards right and that that's really about things here on the tech side is customer success isn't support. It's not customer service. It's everything. It's the experience. Yeah. And and I think w- when you do think like as running a company, yes, revenue is important, but it's also retention. Revenue and retention are the, mm-hmm. the main things because it's going to be 20 times more costly to go get another customer if, if you lose that one. And I think in, in brokers, like we've said before, like trust, reliability, and honesty, and all those key key things that just make a good person are, are kind of the backbone here in, a, in the industry. And it goes both from carrier and broker. And it's like, if you make sure that your customer understands that and like you're here with them, not, mm-hmm. not just here for them, but with them, then it's going to be a much better experience. Absolutely. And we have that same ethos here at Let's Talk Supply Chain is that, you know, you go above and beyond, you make it a good experience. You think about everything that you need to do, right, to make sure that it's as easy as possible. And so that brings me kind of my next question about implementation and onboarding, because that's a big question when you come to technology, right? So what does that look like? And especially when you're you're working with two technology companies that are partnering together, walk us through what implementation and onboarding looks like for a customer of both of yours. Like, 
when they work with you together? Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of start on this one. For, for us, um, you can kind of get our products either kind of two ways, integrated solution or off the shelf. Like it's, it's quick. You can literally sign up now. It's intuitive enough to like import, work with your data and your information and have a good experience day one. Instant product adoption. Nice. The other side is kind of the integrated solution. Like, yes, your team can come in, but do, is that really like the goal of the business to have them open another tool? Maybe not. And I think, you know, with, with that whole onboarding side, we've already built the trust and credibility, the validity in the data. Like sometimes people will come in and just like, hey, we get it. We've got a rating tool. Let me just see how valid yours actually is and how mm-hmm. accurate it actually is. And we, we walk through this whole thing and make sure they're successful and, and things like that in the first onboarding uh, cycle. And at that point, it's it's really just a passive relationship to HubTech for, for us because we've already built the credibility, reliability, and they're like, hey, uh, or we say, hey, it's you guys look like you'd be a good fit for like automating your rates. Is that something you'd want to do? Have a quick conversation. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Well, here's here's the partner. Let's go. And and at that point, it's it's pretty simple. I think it's it's slightly different, I think, from HubTech side. So, Andrew, you want to kind of say the other side? Sure. No, <laughs> sure. No problem. So so in a lot of times the decision is made maybe a kind of at a, at a, at a senior leadership level to, to work with us. And so then it's like, OK, the person who actually does the quoting or does that gets involved. And so what we want to do is to show that, you know, this tool um, how much it can sort of mimic what they do. So it's, it's really mm. walking through, here's the, here's the process that you do and here's how this is going to be, you know, identical, but more efficient and allow you to do this and have the control so you can focus on other things. So it's really about, uh, you know, kind of a hand holding as we go through to understand the benefit of it. And, and it's not just something that's been forced on them as to say, here's, you know, so we, we do that. And then to bring in something and say, you know, we have this particular tool and the, and the engine that's going to drive that is C4 that you have that trust in. So it continues to sort of build out from, from that standpoint. So it's all about, like I said, level of comfort, that trust and building that up, giving them an opportunity to sort of tweak, fix, break, try, you know, try to break it so they can understand it um, before they're really working with it. I love that. And keeping it simple, right? I think that's the key for everybody right now. We don't want to overwhelm them with onboarding and implementation. We just want to keep it simple and be like, here's your solution. Let's walk it through. What's the goals? We partner with um, some really great organizations that can help you in this area. And so I love that you're sort of building a community. So now I know it's a little tricky with two of you on the show, but I would hate to have an episode without a case study. So can each of you give us a taste of how you work with customers? So what was the challenge that they came to you with? And what was the potential impact or ROI either they could achieve or they did achieve and sort of paint us that picture? Andrew, do you want to go first? Sure. No, absolutely. And so so, so really, you know, along this path, you know, the real-time rating is, is kind of a, a really interesting uh, prospect right now. So, you know, as the spot market continues to sort of, you know, adjust and, and compress, you know, the opportunity to approach rates and, and you know, quotes prior to them reaching the spot market is, is, a, is a pretty neat thing. And so, you know, for us is to be able to, you know, partner with that company, utilize, you know, a powerful rate engine, the APIs where it becomes an instantaneous, where the customer, the shipper is able to 
you know, draw those rates out as opposed to them being pushed out to them. They're pulling these particular rates. And again, we've had customers that, you know, within sort of six weeks have um, really sort of paid for the service that we have 10 times over. Um, so again, you know, the ROI on that, the number of, of opportunities is, you know, 10 times where they were before. Um, and they're able to, and then the revenue that they're able to do that, cause they're getting it quickly. They're able to, mm-hmm. to just kind of move forward. So it's, it's really exciting to watch those customers be able to see, um, where before these freight opportunities, they were able to capture one less than 1%. And now they're able to get up to, you know, five and seven and 8% on that, which is, you know, um, that translating into dollars is, is just amazing. And it's, it's fun yeah. to see them get really excited about it and it's driving their their growth and and they're just seeing it it's almost like set it and and you know if you build it they will come you know that that kind of thing and it's and it's that's where it's really fun and exciting I like that. And it's not only those dollars, right? It's the time that we've been talking about as well and the customer retention and all sorts of stuff. So Chris, run us through, paint us a picture. What does it look like to work with you? Yeah, I I like to say every opportunity is one that can be missed or gained. Um, And when it comes to pricing, that's probably 50 times a day. Um, And we've had several times where a user comes in and whether it's through automation, I mean, that, that just in itself, Andrew laid the land for that. That's just a beautiful thing in, in itself. I wish I had that uh, booking freight. So when you think about like just the, the single transactions, we've had several times where a user will come in and, and kind of compare us to some other rating tools that might say like 5,200 and ours happens to say 46. Well, a big swing like that, you can be a little skeptical and like, well, which one's right? Let me just mm-hmm. take a risk. Let me gamble. Yours is lower. Let's go with it. They ended up winning five loads at 4,600 each. That margin they just, or the revenue gained was probably 20, 25 grand. And the margin made was probably another two, $3,000, right? right? Just because you had a tool that said current, current rate or just, just different, right? Like it's, it's, I, and, and I think like a lot of people just sticking to one data input or, or market insight is not always the best thing. And re- really just having, you know, more out there and just interpreting it a different way. And I think the other side, when it comes to coverage and like our, our capacity really is our moat and kind of how it drives the business. I'd say a lot of customers right out of the gate, they're three to five Xing their option pool. And and when I say options, it's like, that's, what's really going to give you that take decision. It's going to help, help you make that take decision. Should I book this load now for 1200 or should I wait is the market right. telling me 1200 or what, what do I have in this load? And then mm-hmm. having those options, you know, at, at the same time, we're able to increase their coverage, um, expand that network. And like I said earlier too, gain that market share. And so mm-hmm. cu- a customer in particular, they, they were blessed with uh, having assets and a brokerage. So they, they kind of had the first, first crack at, at freight because it, it came through their assets. And they, after that, they're able to, broker it out if they can't fulfill it on their truck. So expanding their coverage beyond what they already had mm-hmm. and automating that option process and expediting it allowed them to kind of contribute to their growth of 200 loads. They're able to take opportunity then on 200 loads that first month in that first 30 days. Now it led to revenue gained, uh, book, booking more freight uh, and just a better process. So it's, we, we see it time and time again. And, and it's automation is, 
I, it's it's just I look at it right changer. like I, I mean <laughs> it's a game changer right I mean, <laughs> it's just his I don't know so. I I love both of those examples it's a win 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 yeah that's right <laughs> um so this has been a great conversation but finally then what does the future hold for Cargo Chief and HubTech and for maybe the industry as we look into 2023 Chris yeah uh, Tabby their their bot over there has some really good uh good functions that you know i think that that we we see here at cargo chief first first line like their entire organization's issues not just rating and they like going back to automation like you just just think about the possibilities if i I like to ask our cto sometimes i'm like kirk is is this possible like can we build this chris anything's possible right and i'm like (laughs) Well, that's great. <laughs> that's great to hear. So I, I think just knowing like it, when I was booking freight, if I let, if I like booked freight with that mentality, then like, man, you know, where, where can we go with this? So it's like, we hear a lot of these issues up front that we that might not necessarily be the, the, the expert in that avenue. So I think a partnership with Tabby, I think that's in HubTech. That's kind of where we see, these things moving forward using like the insight that we're gathering, figuring out a way how we can deploy it a little bit better with Tabby quicker. So it's not just on the roadmap and getting a solution out there. Awesome. Andrew. Well, I think, you know, looking at that entire life cycle of the load, you know, we're, we're, we're connected with, with C4 today is, is mainly from the rate engine standpoint, but being mm-hmm. able to look at, okay, that capacity finding, how do we bring that sort of back into solutions for, yeah, the life cycle of that shipment. So, um, and then as we said, sharing the, the, the insights that we get to say, okay, is there a, an area that we haven't looked at or that we haven't really focused on that we can talk about, you know, let's use your expertise, our expertise to find additional solutions going forward. So like I said, the, the trust and the respect we have, you know, for the, for the people that exist and the tools and uh, on that just makes us say, you know, what is possible. Um, so yeah. I, I love Kirk's idea of just like, anything's possible. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, does it make sense? Does it make sense for us? Does it make sense for our customers? Does it make sense for the industry to do that? Because, yeah, there's lots of pie in the sky stuff that you're like, oh, that'd be awesome. But, you know, where yeah. does it make the most sense and, and really kind of put the energies towards that? Yeah, I'm putting your customer first. And this is a real life example of how collaboration really is the future of business. And it's a shame to bring this chat to a close because I think the three of us could have easily carried on all afternoon. So transportation and supply chain as a whole continues to face a lot of challenges, which are not easy to overcome when it's still such a fragmented space. But that's exactly why collaboration is the future of business. Bringing companies like Cargo Chief and HubTech into your network is a game changer. Of course, they're going to bring much needed benefits at a company level, whether it's saving you time and money or creating efficiencies and solving problems. But the benefits also ripple out much wider than that. As an industry, partners like this help to create opportunities. They widen networks and build stronger relationships between all of the players, which ultimately creates a much healthier, more stable and successful environment for everyone. So if you'd like to find out more, you can check them out at CargoChief.com and GoHubTech.com as well. A massive thanks to Chris and Andrew for joining me and to the teams at CargoChief and HubTech for making this episode happen. Chris and Andrew, it's always a pleasure. 
Thanks, Sarah. Had a blast. Thanks, Sarah. Pop quiz. What inventory does your business have on hand? How much? Where? How fast is it turning? Who's using it? And why? If you can't answer those questions, your supply chain may be in the dark. It's time to get more visibility. Fastenal can help with bright solutions that locate products, monitor inventory, track assets, and control consumables. Want to find out more? Go to fastenal.com forward slash LTSC to see how they do it. Fastenal, where industry meets innovation. If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. And if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So type in that keyword in the search bar on our website and it will pull up all the content so you can take a look. And remember to come back next week for episode one of a brand new mini series. Over the next four weeks, we'll be going behind the scenes with Sifted. In episode one, I'll be joined by Amy to take a closer look at the Sifted score, how it works, how it helps to deliver categorized insights for quick actions and exactly how Sifted are empowering shippers to make confident and future-proof decisions. It's going to be a great episode and an eye-opening series, especially if you are shipping parcels. You definitely want to um, tune in for that series. We're also going to have our Woman in Supply Chain episode because you guessed it, we are in a brand new month. And if you enjoy our show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. And you can subscribe to our Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube channel or our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. But I'll give you a little secret. If you head over to the Let's Talk Supply Chain Instagram, follow us and send us the DM talk one, you can get the 107 pages of our supply chain dictionary for free. Now, Ships is an intelligent marketplace connecting shippers with the world's best service providers, freight forwarders, 3PLs, and NVOCCs. Communicate and share information throughout the quoting process while easily and securely comparing features, value, and prices. Save time, effort, and money as you book, track, and manage your freight and cargo shipments. Start your journey at Ships, that's S-H-I-P-Z or Z dot com today. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.